I love as a church that we're having a worldwide impact and Miracle Sunday is recognizing the investment that's gone in over many years that's uh, brought about uh, the, the, the harvest that we're now living in. And uh, people have been generous and uh, we are where we are today because of the seed that was sown yesterday. And uh, we don't want to just stop where we are. We want to continue to have an impact into our world. And who would have thought years ago that we'd have 21 locations around New Zealand? In fact, we launched our 21st location this year in Mosgiel, Mosgiel, just south of Dunedin. And uh, just not only that, but to have 18 uh, campuses worldwide. And uh, in the coming uh, months and year, uh, we're launching in places like Ghana, where we're established in Ghana, launching in Calcutta in India. Do you know within a one mile or a one and a half hour flight radius from Calcutta, over a billion people live there. And uh, there's a huge need. Many people are unreached, never heard uh, the gospel before. And so we need to do all that we can to see that happen. We're launching into Budapest, uh, into Hungary there. Hungary is just not a state uh, of... Uh, we, we find ourselves in. It's actually a country. And uh, so we're launching into Hungary, but also Rio, into Brazil. Uh, 20, 220 million Brazilians are in the world. And uh, we need to do everything that we can uh, to reach them. And so uh, coming near the end of the service, we will actually be taking up an offering on your seat. Uh, these envelopes. Um, uh, just uh, that we're asking people to fill out. If Equipage Church is your home church, you know, we're asking people to be part of this. Let's do what we can and let's see a miracle. If you're visiting today, be our guest. This is one Sunday a year that we take up this offering uh, that has enabled us to do so many incredible things. Do you know, in the last uh, 12 months, well, in 2018, we saw 1,922 people give their hearts to Jesus. Come on, that's... That's exciting. Uh, 1,922 people give their hearts to Jesus. We saw 158 baptisms in 2018, uh, which, is, uh, which is awesome. We're going to surpass that mark easily this year. In fact, do you know in, in the Philippines just yesterday, they baptized 46 people? Uh, 46 people in the Philippines tonight. In this location, we, we baptized 22 tonight. Uh, there was another four on the North Shore, uh, another two out Pukekohe, and another ten in Monaco. So, so already we're going uh, for that and above and beyond. Come on, let's give God a big clap of praise for that. Uh, you know, part of Equipage Church, you know, on, on any given Sunday, just in Auckland, this is just our Auckland locations, we have 345 people serving to make this happen, uh, creating an environment where others, to encounter, uh, where others can encounter God. Uh, and do you know that uh, 1,774 people are part of an e-group? We're part of an e-group in 2018. There's more than that now. But two-thirds of the church are part of a small group, meeting in homes, meeting in cafes, right around Auckland, encountering God, being discipled, building relationships. Man, I, I reckon that's got to be exciting, what God's doing in and through our e-groups. But also, just a, a few other highlights. Uh, last year, we launched Equipers Kids. That's, that's not our program on Sunday. That's our early child uh, learning center. We, we launched that at Monaco. We acquired a piece of property next to our Monaco campus. We developed that and turned it into an early learning center for kids. And uh, officially, as of two weeks ago, we are registered for 130 kids. 
We opened last July, and they give you a provisional license for a year, and you have to prove yourself for a year, and then uh, after a year, they come in and do an inspection. And do you know, after doing uh, the inspection of our center, they said there is nothing to report. This is an outstanding early learning center. So come on, can we give God a big clap of praise for that? That's a milestone. Last, uh, last year, we, uh, as Equippers College, uh, 101, we had 101 students. 101 students who have been empowered equipped. It's great to have Sequoia here who came over from Australia to uh, come to Equippers College, now back in Australia as a missionary, uh, changing that nation for Jesus. And, you know, people from all over the world have come, but 101 students last year came to Equippers College. Revolution Tour, we're in, last year in 122 high schools in front of over 50,000 students face-to-face. That's got to be awesome, making a difference there, encouraging, building people up, uh, building students up to live their f- a, a, a full life. Do you know, uh, on any given Sunday with our live stream, uh, we're reaching, um, well, not on any given Sunday, but uh, across the, the year, we reach 68 different nations, 68 different countries sh- tune in to our services. So we're, we're not just speaking to the people in the room. In fact, this is going on live stream right now. So to all those who are listening, you're missing out. You need to be here. Now, hey, we're glad that you tuned in. But 68 different countries. Uh, also, uh, as a church, we uh, have an organization called SENS. And last year, we were able to help 211 people into full-time employment into employment. We run parenting programs that, that just help bring strength to families. We've got wraparound services that are just meeting needs in our community. And I love the work of sins. But also coming up in nine days time is Shout Conference. And this is our annual gathering where we bring uh, all our leaders, pastors together, uh, and, you know, on an annual basis, come together in, in Spark Arena. In Spark Arena, where thousands of people uh, worship God. If you're not registered, you need to register. Take the time off. Be a part of it. It is incredible, and God will do something significant in your life. And every year, you know, it's just built. Uh, we started in the Mercury Theater, the small theater in the Mercury Theater, went to the larger theater, went to the Altair Center, went to the town hall, and uh, now we're in the largest indoor venue in Auckland, in New Zealand, and we're wanting to occupy that space. We're wanting to push back the curtains and see a full house in Jesus' name. So that, that's just some of the highlights of what God's done over recent years, and just planting churches. You know, you think from Tonga. In Tonga, we've got a, a school there that's impacting that nation. From Tonga to Ghana to Italy to Switzerland, from UK to Brazil, from India to the Philippines, from USA to Germany and to Hungary. Man, all that God's done. Can we give God a huge clap of praise for what He's doing in and through the life of Equipus Church? Through, from a small group of people down here in New Zealand, who would have thought we'd be able to have that level of impact? And it says we've taken steps. God's been faithful to every step of faith that we've taken. But I really believe in the coming year we've got to take a quantum leap. Some of you used to watch that show, Quantum Leap. If you're a little bit older in the room, you would know that show. But quantum leap, a quantum leap is a sudden large increase or advancement. And I really believe as we take a step, it's going to be a quantum leap. Uh, where there's going to be an advancement in God's purpose. Uh, I love this scripture, the prophecy in Amos chapter 9. 
you know, a powerful passage of Scripture, a great promise for you and I to take hold of. It says, yes, indeed, it won't be long now, God's decree. Things are going to happen so fast, your head will swim. One thing fast on the heels of, of the other. You won't be able to keep up. Everything will happen at once, and everywhere you look will be, everywhere you look will be, how many want that in their life? Everywhere you look, God just not blessing one area of your life, you know, and other areas of your life suffering. Come on, every area of your life flourishing, being blessed, increase happening. Everywhere you look, blessings, blessings like wine pouring off the mountains and the hills. I'll make everything right again for my people Israel. They will, they'll rebuild uh, their ruined cities. They'll plant vineyards and drink good wine. They'll work in their gardens and eat fresh vegetables. Somebody said amen to that. And I'll plant them plant them on their own land, and they'll never again be uprooted from the land I've given them. God, your God, says so. I really believe we're entering into a season where, where God's blessings are going to overtake us. In fact, one version says uh, the grain and grapes will grow so fast that you, you want, will grow faster than you can harvest them. You know, so often in life, we we'll go to the tree looking for fruit, but it will be like, you know, we won't have to go and, oh, nothing there, and go again and nothing's there. It's like we'll go and there'll be fruit there, and then there's more fruit, and then there's more fruit. There, there, there'll be more fruit than we can actually harvest. And uh, I believe God is bringing about a season where we're going to see an acceleration. But one thing I want to say is the life, your life is more than the fruit you see. Uh, one thing I love about Baptism Sunday is just hearing the testimonies and the stories of how people have encountered God. And I think, well, that's what we're all about. We're not here to run a religious institution. We're, we're here that, that people may encounter the love of Jesus, that, that they may experience and know His grace in their life and the transformation that, that God brings to the human heart. You know, He doesn't just give us an improved heart. He gives us a new heart. And, and, and just hearing those testimonies, I go, well, that's worth the effort. That's worth the time. That's worth the energy. That's worth the money. That, you know, that's worth, it's worth everything that people might know Jesus. In fact, it was uh, our Boshoff who says, we, we must win the lost at all costs. Uh, that's, that's Je that was Jesus' mission. He didn't come for the found. He, he came to seek and save that which was lost. And, and we've got to do everything that we can to win the lost. And, and I think, man, we're, we're seeing that. 1,774 people made a decision last year. We're seeing that. But, but I don't just think of the fruit. Because when you, you see a fruit, you look at the fruit, you think that's cool. But, but within every fruit, there's more seed. And, and, and we can just look at the fruit and discard the seed. But if we plant the seed, it has then the ability to produce more fruit. Uh, and I love how that's happening, not only just with churches. You know, we planted the church in the UK. And the UK has grown now to a place where it's reaching over 11 to 1,200 people on a weekend. But here, that church in itself is, is taking up a miracle offering 
that then is going into other nations. And so, so we planted seed over there. That seed brought about fruit, but within that fruit, there's more seed that's then now been deposited in other nations. And, and there's a multiplication that occurs. And, and if we could understand this, we'd see how God wants, to, that God wants blessings to happen everywhere. Because, you know, when it comes to the testimony in our lives, you know, within the testimony, there's seed that has the power and the potential to be able to impact other lives. You know, I love the testimony of, of Jazz Thornton. You know, Jazz Thornton uh, came to Revolution Tour, a Revolution Tour event in Dunedin at the age of 12. Uh, before that event, she had tried to take her life three times, a 12-year-old, just in a state where she didn't want to live. It came to Revolution Tour, heard about Jesus. In that moment, she made a decision to give her heart to Jesus. She looked at Reggie Dabbs, who happened to be preaching that day, and thought, well, I want to do what he does. And, and, and something of the call came alive in her spirit. She wasn't just saved in that moment. You know, there was something of the call that was released into her heart. And saying, I want to one day do that. I want to do what he does. And and anyway, over time, she ended up moving to Auckland as a 16-year-old and, and came along to Equipage Church, not realizing that Equipage Church was the church that actually started Revolution Tour. But she came along and pieced it all together and thought, oh, this is incredible. Time went on, she ended up doing Bible college. And, you know, when you put yourself in Bible college, you know, Bible college is a little bit like a pressure environment, a pressure cooker environment where, where the heat gets turned on and, and all your scum comes to the surface. You know, because that's what college is designed to do. It's, it's designed to, to bring your mess, bring your nasty to the top so that you can address it and get rid of it. Because what you don't confront, you can't correct. You, you've got to confront it. And, and, and she came to college and all her stuff started coming to the surface. And she thought, man, I couldn't deal with this. And, and, and in the end, in her own words, she said, I went off the rails. She went off the rails to such a point where she, she found herself in a psych ward. But just through the love and the compassion of people in this church, you know, reaching out to her on an ongoing basis, even though she wasn't attending church, you know, she finally came around to a point where she said, I'm going to come back to church. She came back on a Sunday where, where Lucas Connell was preaching. And Lucas Connell came from a similar background with, of mental illness. And he shared his testimony and through him sharing his testimony, hope came into her heart. Hope that, that, that it could be different. And at the end of the meeting, he, he happened to pick her out and prophesy over her. And in that moment, she, she said she was totally set free. Years of mental illness, totally set free in that moment. But how many know God doesn't just save us? He, he calls us. And that call came alive in her, and she thought, well, if I'm going to fulfill that, I need to go to film school. She goes to film school, and, 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 and favor, she just started getting favor. She became, within six months, the youngest fully funded director in New Zealand. She pitched an idea about addressing mental health and suicide, and people rallied around it and got on board to a point where she was able to direct a movie, a short film called Jessica's Tree. Now, many people have seen Jessica's Tree, the Herald got him behind her organizations, and Jessica's Tree right now has been viewed millions of times. It's actually been in, in multiple film festivals and won many international awards. But you think from a 12-year-old responding to the gospel in Dunedin, 
Yeah, that's fruit. But the seed that was in her, the seed that was in her, you know, now is beginning to flourish where, where even the world is recognizing it. Penguin says, hey, we want to write a, a, a book about your story. Can you write a book, should I say, about your story? We'll publish it. And she's just signed a publishing deal. Yeah, not only that, um, Megan and Harry, you know, invite her to Buckingham Palace to consult them on mental, uh, uh, mental health issues. Governments are asking. She's just doing a speaking tour right around Australia right now, doing what she saw as a 12-year-old. I want to do what he, I, I want to do what he does. And now she's living that out. And that's just one testimony of many people in Equipper's Church who have encountered Jesus, but that seed that's in them has found a place, found a place where it's been planted, it's been watered, and now it's growing and is reproducing more fruit and more life. Blessings everywhere will overtake you. Yeah, I'm excited about the church in Ghana. Ghana, because that church in Ghana has the potential to reach Africa. You know, that's what we're believing for. It's not just about Ghana. It's about Africa. And already there's pieces of the puzzle coming together in Nigeria and, and other places. There's already opportunity beginning to come about. It's early stages. But I've learned just to trust God. Even when it seems afar off, God, if that's where you're leading us, I'm going to believe you. I'm going to trust you. I'm not going to look at the problems. I'm going to hold on to the promise in Jesus' name. And, and, and so many people, you know, you know, just look at the problems. Look at why things can't happen. But how many know all things are possible? Come on, somebody say that. All things are possible. To those who... Believe. You've got to believe. All things are possible to those who believe. If you believe. If Jesus said it, you believe it. Yeah, it will come to pass. It may take some time, but it will happen. But so many people look at the problem. In fact, uh, Moses, he, he had some problems. He had three million problems. They're called the children of Israel. And he, he was having to pastor them. And all of them had their issues and he got to a point where he goes, man, I can't handle these people any longer. I can't bear the burden of these people. In fact, in Numbers, it talks about how he said, God, I'd rather you kill me than have to deal with all these people. You, know, you think you got issues. Moses had some severe issues. He had problems. But like in Deuteronomy 1, he said, I can't handle it. But then in the next verse, he says, may God multiply you a thousand times more than you already are, just as he has promised. It's like, why would he pray that? He's already got multiplied problems. And he's asking God to multiply them a thousand more times. Just as, promise, just as he has promised. But then from, from there, he gets a strategy. To, to actually put different leaders in place. And, you know, it comes through Jethro. Jethro's advice says, hey, I want you to put leaders of thousands, leaders of hundreds, leaders of tens, and, and, and they are to carry the, carry the burden. But, but the solution didn't come from the problem. The solution came from the promise. See, where a lot of us go wrong is we look at the problem and we try and solve the problem from the problem. But if you're to solve a problem, you can't solve it at the same level it was created from. 
to solve a problem, you've got to look at the promise. How many know this world is full of problems right now? We've got a whole lot of issues in our world. Iran, USA, you know what's happening in that? You know, that thing, abuse, you know, the, the stuff, the trafficking that's going on. Problems, we look at all of that and think, what the heck can we do? And we feel like we can't do anything. It's like when you've, you, you spill sugar in the pantry. I mean, no, you think that's a big job to clean that up. You know, to clean it up, you've got to take everything out. You've got to wipe it all down and then you've got to put everything back in. And you think, man, that's too much. And so what do we do? We just shut the door and we walk away and we leave it to somebody else. Come on, I, I feel like there may be a few guilty people in the room who have done that before. You know, in fact, one time I was on a, a long haul flight with Wayne and uh, we're just eating a meal and we're on this plane and, uh, plane and it was bumpy all the way. And I said, Wayne, I've I, I got to go. I've got to go. I ran, ran from my seat, ran to the back of the plane. Thank goodness there was no queue, you know, because there's always a queue. When it comes to the bathroom on planes, I opened the, uh, the cubicle door and I threw up all over the cubicle. How many know right there the temptation was to shut the door and to walk away? But, but for the next half an hour, I was wiping it down. I actually wiped it down. Wayne said, what took you so long? I said, you wouldn't believe. Yeah, but, but so often that's what we do. As we look at the problem and we feel like we can't do anything about it, so we shut the door and we walk away and we leave it to somebody else. Not, under, not realizing that, that God's entrusted to us seed. And if we're responsible with that seed, that seed can bring the answer to the need that we have. I, I love the Bible because in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, it says God gives seed to the sower. He gives seed to the sower. You know, the Bible talks about it. He gives us our daily bread. Now, what you've got to understand is there's a difference between seed and bread. Seed is something that you sow Bread is something that you eat. Where, where many people, you know, many people don't move forward in their life simply because they eat their seed rather than sow it. Yeah, you know, seed in our life is for sowing, bread is for eating. And how many know bread tastes better than seed? Oh, some of you are unconvinced. It's like seed, you know, seed is a miracle capsule that speaks of our future. And, and, and seed has the ability, if it's planted in the right soil, to bring about a massive harvest. The question we've got to ask ourselves is, what are, you do, what are we doing with our seed? Are, are we sowing it into the kingdom? See, see one, of, one of the biggest problems the world faces right now is spiritual blindness. We see without seeing. Now, Jesus said, I've come to give sight to the blind and to tell those who think they can see that they're blind. You know, there's many people who think they can see, but are actually blind. See, spiritual blindness equals future blindness. We think we're all right in the moment. Yeah, and we're just dealing with our issues. But we don't look beyond that. I really believe God is wanting to lift our heads tonight so that we can see past our problems, see past our current issues, and say, I've got a promise for you. And if you'd believe my promise, you know, I'll come good on it in Jesus' name. You know, I go to netball games quite a bit. I've got three daughters. And so I've been on the side of netball courts for years. And, 
And, you know, one thing I've learned just grow, growing up, uh, well, not me growing up, my kids growing up, um, is, is just, you know, early stages of netball, rugby, it's like kids just gravitate to wherever the ball is. You know, wherever the ball is, thanks, Ian. You know, wherever the ball is, it's like there's a swarm of kids just following the ball all around the field. But as they grow up, they, they begin to de- learn their positions and, and how they don't need to chase the ball, but they just need to stay in their position. And if they stay in their position, the ball will eventually come to them. And they're more helpful in their position than just chasing down every ball. It applies to soccer, it applies to many other sports. But one thing they say early on in, in, in netball is because there's, there's this gravitational pull around the ball, is, is, is they say, look over the mess. Look over the mess. Or, or, or go past the mess. And, and if you can position yourself beyond the mess, you know, it means you, can, you just can clear it in a single throw. You know, but, but while everybody's in this small group, while, while it's messy, it's, like, it's just limited to short passes. And, and you, don't give, you don't take much ground. But come on, what are we going to take? We're going to take a quantum leap. And, and a quantum leap enables us to get over the mess. Over the mess. Come on, the first couple of rows uh, are a bit of a mess. Uh, but we're going to go over the, over the mess and throw to Jay in, in the red cap on the second. Can you catch, mate? Okay. Yeah. Oh, look at that. He's, he's got skills. He cleared the mess. So as some of us right now, our lives are all about the mess. In fact, that's why we're so stressed out. You know, we're trying to solve our problems without the view of the promise. But it's amazing if you get sight of the promise, how little the problems become. You know, it's like a little kid, you know, if they scratch their knee, you know, they think they're dying. It's like it's a little scratch on the knee and it's not even dripping with blood, but it's just a little sight of red. It's like, ah, ah, I'm dying, I'm dying, I'm dying. And they've just scratched their knee. Now, some of our, us are like that with our problems. We face something and it's like, ah, yeah, oh, we're dying. The, end's, uh, the world's coming to an end. And, and how, how many know, if you want to solve that problem, all you need to do is you just need to give them a lollipop. And they go, ah, and they go. Or you just need to say, oh, I'll take you to McDonald's. Yeah, McDonald's solves a lot of problems. Hey, Keenan. Um, and, and, and it's just like, like in a moment, you know, one moment it's like they die. Next moment, I go to McDonald's. It's like, ah. You know, right now, some of you are stressed out about certain things, but if you just could get hold of the promise, you'd go from being all frantic and all over the place and worried and lacking sleep to a place where you have joy. Come on, in a moment, in a moment, something could happen in your spirit. You know, it's like the problem doesn't become the problem. Anymore, yeah, yeah, we've all got problems. But how many know solving problems is tiring? Fulfilling vision is rewarding. Can I say that again? Solving problems, if you're just solving problems for the sake of solving problems, that, that's tiring. But if it's about fulfilling vision, man, that's energizing. It's like we're moving forward. You know, we're building upon what happened yesterday. We're, we're, we're not, you know, we're going over the mess. We're taking ground in Jesus' name. And I believe God wants to take us to a point where we're prepared to take a quantum leap. And when it comes to the promises of God, they are yes and they are amen.
they are a resounding yes. When it comes to God's promises for your life, you know, God says, yes. For me, yeah, yeah. yes. Couldn't be. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> yes, it is you. I want to bless your life. And I want to bless you. My whole plan is to bless you so that all the families of the earth would be blessed through you. But for you to be a blessing to the families of the earth, first of all, I need to bless you. I want to prosper you. I want to come in behind you. You know, those promises, God says, yes. Yes, you in Christ because of what Christ has done. It's not because of how good we're being. It's, it's yes. It's yes. And, but they are yes and they are amen. Amen. You know, Jesus says yes. Through Christ, the promises of God are yes, but it requires our amen. And amen is simply our yes. You know, when God said yes, he doesn't mean no. He doesn't mean, oh, yeah, sort of yes. No, when God means yes, he means yes. He means yes. Yes, this is for you. Yes, I want to do this. And then we just need to say amen. Amen. And our amen, our yes, is just positioning ourselves so that in faith, so that we can receive what God wants to release. So instead of positioning ourselves in the mess, why don't we position ourselves beyond the mess so that we can receive what God wants to release? Come on, we're entering a season. Shout conference is going to be unbelievable. We've got people coming from many different nations of the world coming, being part of this. I wonder what's going to be released. You know, they're coming into an atmosphere where the Holy Spirit is going to be hovering over and He's going to be looking for people you know, who will say yes, who will say amen to, to, to his promises. Because the promises of God, what are they? They are yes and they are amen. I wonder whether Equipus Church would be a church that just says amen to every promise. Come on right now, the promises of God are not a nod, not a smile. <laughs> That's what some of you are giving me. Come on, the promises of God, are uh, they are uh, yeah. And uh, amen. They are, uh, what are they? They are, uh, Scott, they are, uh, yes, and uh, amen, amen. And if we could get hold of that, God's going to release something great in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Seed, seed, miracle capsule speaks of our future. You are where you are today as a result of the seed. Well, <laughs> that gave me a fright. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> That's great. Here we are today. Doing a great job, by the way. First time, that's right, eh? First night, come on. Awesome. Awesome. I feel more anointed right now. You ready for this? You know, we are where we are today as a result of the seed that we sowed yesterday. Where are you going to be in five, ten years' time? Because the seed that you sow today will determine that. And God, you know, in the end, He's not mocked for whatever a man sows, He will reaps. He will reap. <laughs> not reaps. This is the fourth sermon of the day. <laughs> it's uh, 
my wife's accent. No. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, just, just, oh, man. What am I mean? I, I, she said, explain. No, Scott will explain later. Okay. How about everybody stand to, to, stand to your feet before I lose this moment completely? We've got the anointing back here. Yeah, cool. You're all ready. Come on. I just want you to close your eyes. And I want you to ask, how would God have you respond? How would God have me respond today? Come on, there's a call and there's a destiny inside of each and every person. But you're not just going to stumble into it one day. You've actually got to sow the right seed. And if you sow the right seed, you'll experience the right harvest. If you do it in faith, it's faith God rewards. It's faith that God honors. I believe God's raising up a, a generation of people who are prepared to take faith steps. Prepared to trust Him. Take Him at His word. Just say, God, I believe that word. God, you're going to supply all my need according to your riches and glory. God, I'm, I'm never going to lack for any good thing. God, you're a God of abundance. And you say, Lord, that you're able to make your grace abound to me that I might have sufficiency in all things. I might be sufficient in all things, but not only that, but I might have an abundance for every good work. God wants to open the windows of heaven over people's uh, people's lives tonight. He wants to pour out a blessing. He wants us to capture His heart and His desire to impact the nations. Come on, if God's done anything in your life within that testimony, this seed, this seed, that seed then has the ability to impact and influence more people. I wonder what we could do if we just all sow that seed into the kingdom, into kingdom purpose, what would be released.